0: Welcome to Civil Ish, the show about respecting the differences. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about this week with our guest, Tazneem Noor. My name is Johnny Bird, and we are going to talk about connecting via faith. She's a faith connector. I didn't know what that was either until we had this conversation. We're going to talk about faith and faith connecting and peace building about how Tasneem uses that as a touchpoint of commonality to find a safe space. Oh, and by the way, if you haven't subscribed yet, it's a good time. Go ahead and do that right now. And now, the show. Welcome to Civil-ish with Johnny Bird. Thank you so much for being here today. And I'm so excited to have Tasneem Noor, a Faith Connector, here for a great conversation. And first off, I don't know what a Faith Connector is, but I'm so excited that you're going to tell me in just a quick second. But my first question, which I love to start off with, is who are you and what makes you, you?
1: Hi, Johnny. Pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for creating this space and this platform. And um, that's a great question to begin with. I think for me, I find myself to be a funny creature, (laughs) full of the whole spectrum. Like at some point, I feel like I'm a bit too deep, a bit too wise. Like some people say, oh, you have this ancient soul inside of you. And other times, I'm just this little girl that gets excited, um, you know, when I see a butterfly. Fly by and stop to smell the roses. Um, so I think I'm all of that and in between, but probably most important core to who I am is just seeing myself as God's creation, and um, and that means being God conscious in everything that I do, how I show up, how I speak up, and um, just doing my best to be my best and make a positive difference. So that's what moves me. And um, I guess a few characteristics that are super important to me are just being really sincere and authentic in caring, in in connecting with people. And um, so I think that's also really important to who I am.
0: Excellent. Thank you for sharing that about yourself. One of the things that you mentioned there quickly, and there was a lot there, but... You mentioned sometimes too wise and too deep. (laughs) I find that kind of funny because I've never thought anybody was too deep.
1: (laughs) I'm that kind of person. I like, I struggle to answer the questions. What is your favorite movie or your favorite song? Like those type of things. I can't stay on that level too long. Um, So I immediately go to the questions that are more about, Hey, you know, how how are you really doing? What are your beliefs? What moves you? What relationships matter? Um, and then if you give it that spiritual flair, I think that's how I get a bit deep. And uh, I guess it comes from the family because my grandfather is a philosopher by profession and um, and teaching. He he was a philosophy teacher, so it runs in the blood. <laughs>
0: Ah, okay. Yeah. You mentioned that you are a faith connector. I know that you mm-hmm. are a peace builder as well. Could you tell us how you arrived at that?
1: Yeah, you know, um so I came to United States in 2000 as um as a teenager. And um, in college and in other spaces, I got involved in social justice spaces where we explored identity, and I really thrived in, in intentional, facilitated type spaces. And one thing that I noticed over there is that religion, along with race, gender, sexuality, class, were always acknowledged as one of the primary identities. And then that was it. It was kind of left there. Even the most, um, I feel confident, gifted facilitators felt uncomfortable going in the arena of faith and spirituality and religion. And to me, as a Muslim, being a Muslim woman is my strongest identity. It's my most salient identity. So, um, it, it was a void that I had to find and fill, you know, is where can I explore this identity? Where can I explore my values, my beliefs, and um, how do I make sense of it? So that's really where it came from, is that drive to, to fill that void.
0: So your drive to fill that void caused you to do bridge building with other people.
1: Yes, yes, um, and all identities, you know, be it around racial lines, cultural, ethnic, class, um, sexuality, all of those things. But I think what makes faith so powerful for me is that faith is who you are on the inside. You know, it's that that experience of being deeply grounded, nourished, held, guided. By your deepest convictions. And so if I can get to know what your deepest convictions are, what brings you peace, what is grounding for you, then I feel like I know you, you know. And, um, if there is one thing I want to do is just get to know people for who they are in their, in their most authentic light. For me, where this comes from is um, a verse in the Quran that says, we created you from a single male and female into different nations and tribes so that ye may get to know one another. And um, so what that tells me is that the diversity and the differences that are there are intentional and they're exactly there so that we get to know one another. So that's why it's such a personal and spiritual quest of mine to get to know people at this deeper level
0: and you're saying that the Quran says that because I'm pretty sure not everybody's familiar with that
1: <laughs> yes I I can imagine why and <laughs> that's not necessarily the thing you see on media um, and in fact you know I don't know if I'm jumping too forward but um, I wrote a book the, called The Faith Connection. And in one of the chapters I explored, it was called Faith in Worldviews. And I addressed that head on the best I could without being a researcher, scholar, anything like that. But just for me as a person, how do I make sense of uh, people who claim to be Muslim and do things in the name of Islam that is so contradictory and just hurtful. And like, I don't even have the words to describe it, just terrible in every regard, right? And what came up for me is the distinction between uh, beliefs and faith, that faith is your relationship, like over time, you know, you evolve in your faith. in in your relationship with faith. Um, Sometimes you lean on it more, sometimes you lean on it less, Um, sometimes you're aware of it, sometimes you're not. But oftentimes our beliefs inform our faith, right? And the beliefs we have to be careful with, because while faith is something inside and within us, beliefs are formed by our worldviews, our experiences, our um our environment. And we're constantly being fed information that then creates our beliefs. And we start thinking like, oh, this is it. If I'm doing this, I'm a person of faith if I'm following this belief. And I think it's so important to be critical of your own beliefs and to really make that connection and say, how are my beliefs bringing me peace? How are my beliefs helping to spread the the my deepest convictions? And I think I, my faith is that there is a lot of beauty. I let me put it this way. I don't even remember what I had written in the book, so it's much more clearly outlined over there. But I was making the diff, distinction between how you know, growing up in a loving family, living in different countries, being exposed to differences, you know, celebrating um, Diwali with the Hindus and Christmas with the Christians, and just having this spiritual outlook, my worldview meshes so much with the values of Islam, right, With which the values are peace, community, being your best, being God conscious, being righteous, all of those things you associate with being a good person. But then what's the disconnect with the folks who are terrorists? Um, and they are also saying, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, which means in the name of God, the most beneficent, the most merciful. What enraged me and confused me to the core was how anyone can claim mercy and then go and be so merciless. It just didn't make sense to me. And it still doesn't make sense to me um, other than the fact that I then get curious with what beliefs are they holding on to and where are those beliefs coming from that are so strong, um, strong enough that they can take people's lives and give away their lives Mm -hmm. um, in this manner.
0: You've hit upon a lot of things there. I want to go back a little to make sure that we understand it. You've separated faith and religion, and we'll get to that in just a minute. But first, Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. you did a little already. I want to identify or rather define what faith is and Mm -hmm. how did you land on faith as the thing that connects if you're trying to build bridges?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So faith for me, as I said, just simply put, it's your deepest convictions that ground you, that nourish you. Religion is something is a, something outside of you. It's a framework, just a framework. And there are many different religions, so many different frameworks that may influence your faith, right? Like it, it's a framework that helps you to understand life and people and all the big questions in the world. And the second thing that religion offers you is community. Of folks who who hold on to the same rituals and practices and and beliefs and values um, as you uh, of that religion. So faith for me is something very personal. It's intimate. It's within you, and religion is outside of you. So while in my work of working with many different religious communities, I'm always exploring religion um, and practices and holidays and. You know, um, theology. What's more important to me is how are you making sense of it? How is it impacting you? Um, what meaning are you making of it? And those are the conversations that I feel are the deepest and most authentic conversations to be had. And so, um, that's why I chose faith, um, because I want to know people at that level and connect with them at a, at, a, at a spiritual, authentic, value-based level.
0: I would absolutely agree that that is really getting to the true self as to what they believe. I'm wondering, mm-hmm. does it matter what the object of the faith is, or does the faith have to have an object, or does it stand alone?
1: I think for me personally, it doesn't matter. Like I know the things that I have faith in, and again, it's a question of what grounds you, what nourishes you, uh, what supports you, both when you're trying to fly high and and be your best and do your best, and also at times when you're struggling or in pain. Um, so whatever it is that really grounds you, um, it could be faith in yourself. You know, it could be faith in God. It could be faith in um, in in some idea or belief like humanity exists and humanity will eventually come through so it can be anything i so to answer your question concisely i personally don't believe that the object of your faith matters as much as your relationship to faith um, and how a, how you use it with how much awareness and intentionality you use it.
0: That is really interesting. It makes sense. I don't know what to do with it. (laughs) It, It's really interesting because I've had this conversation and I've told people in certain Mm -hmm. contexts that their faith has to have an object. Otherwise, it is faith and faith for the sake of faith. You're saying just the opposite.
1: Not necessarily the opposite. Um, I'm saying that, so for example, let's say this. I have a lot of faith. So let me give a very tangible example of how my faith has evolved, right? And I'll use a secular example because not everyone may have a relationship or faith in God. So faith in yourself. Uh, if there is one faith or one object that I wish everyone to have faith in, it's in yourself, right? In who you are and all that. So when I, I've always been happy to be me. I've always felt blessed and grateful to be Muslim, to be a woman, to be in my family, to have the skills and the awareness that I have. But over time, my faith has evolved in how I see myself and how uh, my capacity and my capacity to be me, right? So before it was like, oh, uh, my faith in myself means I can do whatever I put my mind to. Now having faith in myself means that I am powerful, I'm possible, I'm here to make a change, and I got this. Right. I got the, I got the spirit, um, is what I have faith in now. So the object is me. My relationship to myself has evolved over time, matured over time. So the object is important, but even more important is your relationship to it. And so, and as long as I'm nourished by that object, um, of what I have faith in and I'm grounded in it and I, I'm using it. I'm practicing it um, to be a better version of myself, or to live a fulfilling life. Then I think that's that is what matters.
0: I think I'm starting to understand a little better. Faith, when we use the name word faith, and then I automatically think some people, perhaps other, automatically go to in a religious sense. Yes, you, are, you have divorced it from a salvation sense
1: yes 200% 200% yeah because if it if that was the case then only christians would be people of faith right or only muslims or whoever would be people of faith and i don't think faith is influenced and informed by this by your religion like the way I think about God, the, you know, the way I make my decisions, it's definitely grounded in Islam, which is my religion. But Islam as a religion is not my faith. My faith is is much more personal and intimate to who I am than any religion or framework or philosophy could ever be.
0: I must say that is so odd to hear. <laughs> So your religion does not color your faith. or I believe you said something about you do not derive your values from Islam or from your religion.
1: Mm, No.
0: Maybe I I misunderstood something.
1: Yes. What I'm saying is that whether I was Muslim or not... I would still have faith. That's one thing. So even if you are an atheist, I know faith as a word, as a term is a bit loaded. Um and I I have spoken to some atheists who are like, you know, I don't I'm not a person of faith. And then I changed the question and I asked them, but what do you have deep trust in? Or what are your deepest convictions? And then they have so much to share. Right. So then I'm like, that to me is faith. And they're like, oh, if you're looking at it that way, then I get it. Yes, I have faith, but it's loaded for me. I don't like that term, blah, blah. And I understand that. I respect that. So, in that's hopefully as a response to showing you that everyone has convictions, right? Everyone has the capacity to be grounded, everyone has the capacity to feel peace even when the life world around you is in chaos. Um, Not everyone can do it effectively, but everyone has that capacity. And for me, that capacity is faith, which is divorced from religion. However, as a Muslim who is very much, you know, respects and adheres and has gotten tons of value from my religion. You know, I also it, it's easy for me to draw the connections between religion and my faith, right? So for example, I have deep faith in God. How do I understand God? I go to the Quran. Right. There are 99 names of God characteristics that help me to understand. So, um, what well, I, I like to just be in conversation with God and often to call upon Him, I'll use those, um, those names like Ar-Rahman, which means the most merciful or Al-Wadood, which means the most loving or Al-Kareem, which means the most bountiful. And so when I'm talking to God, I'll use that language that comes from my religion and infuse it with my expression and my um, experience of faith. So while my faith is not dependent on Islam, it very much feeds it and, um, and gives it a beautiful flavor and expression that I would otherwise feel like I would otherwise miss out on. Like I love the flavor of Islam.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, you're a peace builder. You're a peace builder between, not necessarily, a re- religious peace builder, but a just a faith builder, but connector between people, because the religious aspect doesn't necessarily, or rather, isn't necessarily as important as the faith aspect.
1: Yes. And a lot of people will disagree with that and say religion is what makes you, you know, Muslim, Christian, Jewish, Baha'i, whatever. And so I'm, I, in my peace building work, um, I consciously make space for all of those religious and non-religious identities to come together and have a deeper conversation on faith while acknowledging and celebrating their religious um, expressions, and their religious connections.
0: Okay. So you're using faith as the common denominator. Yes.
1: That's Ta-da! Right. You got it. it
0: took me <laughs> 20 minutes to get it.
1: I'm sorry. I told you I was deep and, and funny and <laughs> long-winded, I suppose. <laughs>
0: no, no. That's fantastic. It helped me to ask questions. That other people might have as well and to talk this through and this is really interesting it's something that i had never really considered when i say faith it has a different definition than when you say faith and i've always said that when you talk to somebody you have to define the terms to actually understand yes. each other yes and you've
1: done for that sure. so
0: i really appreciate that
1: thank you thank you for the opportunity
0: now, I do want to make sure that you have the last word to whatever else you're working on, how people can connect with you.
1: Um yeah, you know, so I feel like we're at a time in history right now and that question keeps coming up is when I look back 10, 20 years from now and say what was my contribution, you know, how did I show up at this time and racial injustice um, is so prevalent. Like it's been there and, but now it's just in our faces and we can't hide from it. One thing that I'm really working on is creating those courageous, safe spaces for deeper conversations. That's really where, so now I'm very blessed. I have with all the interfaith work that I've been doing, all of a sudden people are reaching out and saying, hey, can you come and facilitate a conversation around race um, and racial injustice and how to be anti-racist in, in, within our work of being interfaith leaders? So I'm, I'm making that connection I, oh, and guess what? This is the first public place for me to say this. May I say something? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Yay. So I am ready to write my second book. And um, I have a very ambitious goal of finishing it within like two to three months top. So it's out in September, October, and it's going to be all about um, how to have courageous conversations around differences, um, around racism and all the other isms. And, um, that's going to lead into a course, an online course that I'm working on that will, I'm really excited about it. Um, I feel like it will have everything you want. It will have a little bit of the education piece. It will have the skill building piece of, you know, um, how to have those conversations. It will have the reflective piece. Um, so you're really tuning into your own convictions, your own identity, your own experiences, and make sense of it all in relation to the education, in relation to your relationships. And it's going to be a great community to be part of. So I'm just really excited about how everything is coming together and feels in alignment for me.
0: That is really exciting. I love that you talked about the safe spaces for deep conversations and respecting the differences, which is one of the things that I talk about on this show is respecting the differences.
1: For sure.
0: The work that you're doing. That sounds like a lot of fun
1: it will be fun. It'll be a hard sometimes, but it will be very fun. And I just want to say that I really appreciate that you are focusing on pluralism and that pluralism is that space where, you know, you can agree to respect each other's convictions. And for me, you know, what comes up is that to acknowledge somebody's perspective to ac- and respect somebody's perspective doesn't Shouldn't automatically mean I agree with you. You know, there can be space in between acknowledgement and agreement. Absolutely. And, and I acknowledge that even acknowledging is a brave act. Even acknowledging is, um, takes courage and it's vulnerable because that means I'm willing to see you for who you are, even if that if there is something in that that's hurtful or contradictory to what I had seen, thought, felt before.
0: Excellent words to end on. I really appreciate those words. I can't add anything better than that. You've been here with Tasneem Noor on Mm Civil-ish. Well there you have it folks. I don't know if I completely understand. I've still molded it over in my mind. Perhaps you are too. It's certainly given me a lot to think about. But it was a great conversation. You've been listening to Civilish with Johnny Berg. Catch you next time. Mm-hmm.